Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. So I want to say quickly just thank you to listeners. People have been calling me from actually all over the country to discuss various cases they're involved in or they have, um, or to say thank you for keeping doing what I'm doing. So thank you to the uh, assembled lawyers and clients of the world. I wanted to talk to you today about, you know, a little bit about something that is just part of my everyday practice, but it might be of interest to, you know, you in your daily life or just learning what what we do as lawyers. Um, So here's a weird situation, which is kind of evidence of you know, thinking through the significance of what a person says and what that means and not taking something at face value, but just listening closely and thinking through in your head what it means and why. So here's the example I'm going to use for today. I had a case that just resolved recently where my client was driving into a very large intersection and he said that the light was yellow as he entered the intersection. Coming the other way on the opposite side of the roadway was another gentleman who entered the intersection also said that he entered on a yellow. And then the other gentleman turned left through the intersection, across the intersection, and in front of my client. And there was a huge crash that destroyed both cars. Now, there was no question that the crash caused my guy's injuries. So the only question in the case was from the insurance company as to whether my guy had basically contributed to his injuries. You know, well, because one of the independent witnesses said, oh, the light was red. So you have both drivers saying the light was yellow and one independent witness saying the light was red. Now... Normally, you know, that would be an issue or a concern. And one of the interesting things I want to talk about is this. Usually, as lawyers, we kind of look at the medical records at the hospital or to EMS or to the police as one of the singular, most honest appraisals of what happened. Because... You know, in medical records, we expect that you are telling the unvarnished truth because you're in pain, you're injured, and you want to get proper treatment. You're not sort of shading your injuries for litigation, which is what the defense looks like, you know, looks at things like. And basically, it's supposed to be the unvarnished truth. Over years of doing this, I found that, you know, medical providers in the ER are super rushed and don't necessarily write down exactly um, what was correctly reported by the client. But back to this example. So my client, his position throughout the case was, I entered on a yellow. The defendant, the other person, the other driver, his position was, I entered on the yellow. (laughs) Now, when I, in preparation, you know, in working on the case, I ordered the police report and I ordered the emergency, the EMS records. So, you know, the ambulance. Now, the ambulance records come back, and when they, you know, the ambulance has a very short 
form and a very short reporting of what happened. And the ambulance reports that my client said he had total amnesia as to the events before the crash because he was knocked unconscious and broke his leg. The other guy wasn't wearing a seatbelt, smashed into the windshield, injured his eye, and was seriously hurt as well. The other person, his EMS report, also said he had amnesia as to the events before the crash. So now, you know, as a lawyer, it's good and bad. But you got to kind of be aware of what's out there and, and why is this significant? Well, if my client's position the whole time is that he entered on a yellow and the other guy entered on a yellow and there's this independent witness who says it's red, well, you know, it could go either way, right? You believe my client and the other driver who are both under oath, who are both saying it's yellow? Why would they lie? Well, they might lie or they might fabricate or they might misrepresent because they have some interest. You know, my guy wants a settlement in his favor. The other driver doesn't want to be held responsible. And the independent witness has no axe to grind, no reason to lie. But it turned out in that particular case that the independent witness didn't have a great view of things because everything was happening off to her side. She wasn't focused on that. And she had other things on her mind. Um, but how does the EMS thing play into it? Well, if your client's going to say he's got, he entered on a yellow, but EMS says, oh, he had total amnesia, meaning he couldn't remember events beforehand, <laughs> that kind of makes it look like, you know, the client and the other driver aren't telling the truth. Doesn't it? Right? They're all saying under oath, I remember exactly what the color of a light was before the accident. And then EMS is saying, oh no, these guys had no recollection of what's anything that happened. Well, so what's the significance of amnesia? Well, a lot of people who are in traumatic situations, especially if you're knocked unconscious, lose memories for some period of time before the events. So, you know, like you have a head injury, you're knocked unconscious, you may lose, you know, the prior hour or the prior day. Uh, I've heard of people losing the prior two weeks. So that's not unusual. But, you know, what it turned out as we worked through the case and took depositions, it turned out that the EMS drivers couldn't have possibly been correct. Because both people were able to, both my client and the other driver were able to explain <clears throat> with excruciating detail what happened in the events right up to the crash. And importantly, to tell you that they weren't fabricating those events, both of their accounts kind of agreed with each other, even though they were coming at a location or a situation from different positions. And both of their accounts verified or matched up with the account of the independent witness. So, you know, I came to conclude during the course of the case that, you know, the EMS guys are just writing down, you know, what they think is important. They take your vitals. They want to know if you're in shock. They want to know if you're bleeding, if your head fell off, who knows what. But amnesia to events before 
you know, that's not really a medical judgment per se. And it just wasn't, it didn't make sense in the context of the case. So, you know, we got to the point where, you know, I could have cross-examined the other driver and said, look, EMS says, you don't remember events. How do you know you didn't enter on a red? Or you don't, you don't remember events. How do you know you entered on a yellow? But it became, um, you know, helpful for me and for my client to have the other guy saying, yeah, it was yellow when I entered. And so therefore, I didn't want to highlight to the defense that EMS says total amnesia for events beforehand. By the same token, the defense didn't want to highlight on my client's EMS report total amnesia to events beforehand because it made their driver, the defendant, it made the you know offending driver <laughs> look like he was lying under oath or misrepresenting things because he had the same thing in his EMS report. So there was this kind of weird mutual, we're not going to address this, situation because one the amnesia didn't help either side and two it just didn't make a lot of sense um so did they both have amnesia as to events before possibly but you know i've cross-examined a lot of people and people who have amnesia really don't remember they just you know all they can usually say is i was driving along someone turned in front of me and there was a huge crash and i don't remember anything these people both had like crystal clear memories of events that they couldn't have possibly fabricated. And furthermore, you know, what turned out is when we got the ER records, they both had real clear, defined descriptions of how they were injured, what happened, who was there, da da da. So, what that told us was that it's not possible for you to have amnesia about events at one o'clock in the afternoon. And then have total recollection of them when you get to the ER 30 minutes later. It just doesn't matter. That's not how it works. If you have amnesia, you're never going to reconstitute that memory unless someone kind of feeds you your memory or, or <clears throat> gives you a, a recollection. So, um, you know, it kind of looked like basically the EMS drivers clicked or tapped amnesia just because it didn't really matter and wasn't particularly a medical judgment. And the ER record was very detailed about what had happened, and it just made the amnesia note look, you know, inaccurate. And it just happens. Like, you know, people in first responders, that's not their job necessarily to report, you know, the, the quantum of the person's memory. It's more, you know, their job is to make sure you're going to make it to the hospital or not. Um, so, and I just wanted, there's one other weird thing about memory is, um, you know, we still don't, modern medicine still doesn't really understand memory that well. And it's something I'll talk about in other podcasts. But, um, you know, memory's a, a weird thing. We just don't understand the brain well enough to <clears throat> figure it out yet. So that's enough for today. That's been Ask Andy. I hold people accountable in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Have a great day.